0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am Andrew for America. And this is going to be part two of the Mystics and Manly P. Hall. Um, I realized that I had some more information I wanted to cover and I wanted to clear up from my last podcast. Uh, I realized I didn't really give uh, all the definitions uh, of some of the words that I was talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, let's uh, start with the word esoteric. So, in the last episode, uh, I was telling you about esoteric philosophies and um, belief systems and orders and brotherhoods, etc. Uh, so, what does esoteric mean? Well, the de- definition of the word is uh Intended for or likely to be understood by only a small number of people with a specialized knowledge or interest. Esoteric philosophical debates is the example that they use for how to use the word in a sentence. So, esoteric pretty much means exactly that. You know, obscure, um, arcane, hidden, you know, very specialized, secret, etc. So uh, that's that. And then I wanted to kind of give just a little brief overview uh, also about what uh, some of the words I was, I was using and what they mean from the previous episode. Uh, I talked about Freemasonry. Uh, I talked about Ros- Rosicrucianism and the Rosicrucians. Uh, and then I've kind of been hinting at this for a long time uh, when I talk about the Enlightened um, or the Illuminated uh, among us throughout history. Uh, we've all heard of the Illuminati, right? So, ooh, the Illuminati conspiracy theory, right? Ooh, this is all conspiracy theory. Well, no. is <laughs> a real group of people that actually existed and may still exist today. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let me give you some definitions. Sorry that I, this came late. But I kind of, uh, I kind of hit a home run, in my opinion, in my last uh, podcast because uh, the point uh, was I wanted to read to you some excerpts from those two books, uh, the Secret Destiny of America and America's Destiny or America's Assignment with Destiny rather, and the, the the excerpts that I chose to talk about were <clears throat> pretty much telling you uh, and, and giving you uh, a different. Um, perspective from a different uh, group of people that are seconding my claims when I said that the people that were behind the founding of this nation and that were part of these secret societies and these secret orders (coughs) were enlightened people that were educated in ways that not everyone gets to be educated in. The Jesuits, the... Secret societies throughout the ages, the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, etc., etc., etc. All the stuff is, you can go look it up, people. So here we go. I wanted to, you know, that's what I was going to say. I wanted to let you guys know in the last episode, like, proof that, you know, the people that founded this nation were trying to create a better world, a better country for everyone, regardless of race, color, creed, sexual orientation, etc., And I think I did a pretty good job of that. So anyway, here we go. What's Freemasonry? What is Freemasonry? So let's just Wikipedia through this real quick. Uh, Freemasonry, or Masonry, consists of fraternal organizations that trace their origins to the local fraternities of stonemasons that from the end of the 14th century regulated the qualifications of stonemasons and their interactions with authorities and clients. So it's, it's kind of like a guild. Um, Freemasonry has been the subject of numerous conspiracy theories throughout the years. Modern Freemasonry broadly consists of two main recognition groups. Regular Freemasons that insist that a volume of scripture be open in a working lodge, so that there has to be a connection to religion, that every member uh, profess belief in a supreme being, and that no woman be admitted and that the discussion of religion and politics be banned. So, I guess you could call them sexists, right? No women are allowed. Or no no women were allowed, rather. Who knows? There might be female Freemasons out there now. I don't know if it's changed. Who knows? Uh, So that's the regular Freemasons. And then there's the continental Freemasonry, is now the general term for the jurisdictions that have removed some or all of these restrictions. So... You know, just like religions, you got to kind of mend uh, your belief system and mold it to the times as time marches on, right? <laughs> uh, religions are like working theories, in my opinion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're going to believe this until, uh, you know, the world progresses to a point where we don't have a choice but to change. Because it turns out some of the stuff that we were professing is actually bullshit. <laughs> I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but, you know, just come on, people. When you put this stuff into the grand, uh, the grand masterpiece, the grand picture, you know, it, it's, you know, you got to start looking, you might start looking at the stuff in different ways, is all I'm saying, okay? The basic local organizational unit of Freemasonry is the Lodge, and that I know, I, in fact, I know people that are Freemasons and go to the Lodge and have their Lodge meetings, to this day. These private lodges are usually supervised at the regional level uh, by a Grand Lodge or a Grand Orient. There is no international worldwide worldwide Grand Lodge that supervises all of Freemasonry. Each Grand Lodge is independent and they do not necessarily recognize each other as being legitimate. <laughs> so more secrets, even you know, when you're when you're dealing in secrets, probably there's a little bit of you know, you're vetting your brothers as well. You're always, you know, judging them, putting them through the fine tooth comb that you hold yourself to, the standard that we all hold, that these people all hold themselves to, apparently, you know. So, interesting. Uh, the degrees of Freemasonry retain the three grades of medieval craft guilds, those of apprentice, journeyman. And now, fellow craft or master mason. Okay, so anyway, now this is, if you want to dive into more of what this means, go right ahead. But uh, like Manly P. Hall said, uh, you know, these people were trying to get away from King George and trying to get away from uh, the threat of persecution, religious persecution for their beliefs when they left to create this new world. Their date with destiny sign in the Declaration of Independence, sealed the deal, right? So, and remember from the first episode, they said, you know, Freemasons are actually uh, like-minded individuals that meet, and it's more of a brotherhood, and then they said that the Rosicrucians and Rosicrucianism is more um, a set of uh, ideals, uh, I guess, or a way of thinking, a shared way of thinking. So here we go. Rosicrucianism is a spiritual and cultural movement that arose in Europe in the early 17th century after the publication of several texts that purported to announce the existence of a hitherto unknown esoteric order to the world and made seeking its knowledge attractive to many. The mysterious doctrine of the order is, quote, built on esoteric truths of the ancient past, unquote. Which, concealed from the average man, provide insight into nature, the physical universe, and the spiritual realm. Hmm. The manifestos do not elaborate extensively on the matter, but clearly combine references to the Kabbalah, Hermeticism, Alchemy, and Christian Mysticism. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The Rosicrucian manifestos heralded a universal reformation of mankind through a science allegedly kept secret for decades until the intellectual climate might receive it. Controversies arose on whether they were a hoax, whether the Order of the Rosy Cross existed as described in the manifestos, and whether the whole thing was a metaphor disguising a movement that really existed at all but in a different form, perhaps. In 1616, uh, some scholars of esotericism suggest that this uh, statement was later made in order to shield uh, members from the wrath of the religious and political institutions of the day, which were intolerant of free speech and the idea of a universal reformation. Which manifestos called for? So, what are the common themes? People, are you guys picking up what I'm picking up from all the stuff from the previous episode, and continuing with the same thoughts today? I'm picking up the vibe that the philosophers that that were behind the founding of this country, all these these secret societies, etc., etc. Whether you're super uh, devout Christian or if you uh, believe in some type of higher power, but you are looking for other paths to enlightenment uh, that are not the church. Then you should be free and be able to do that. And back in the day, you were dead people. They, they they clipped you if you even spoke against the church. Okay, so you might say that this that it was the destiny of humanity to rise above and and you know, the old, obsolete, played out traditions of the past, and we all have to work together to build something new. So, you know, maybe this new world order that we're all moving towards people, maybe it isn't going to be so bad, like I said. Maybe it will be painless. Maybe it'll be a big exercise and a big experiment with peaceful slavery. Because if you don't like the the government, we've talked about it before, in that world, you don't have anywhere else to go, people. One world government means we're all in this together. We all got to play the game. The party is always right. Orwell's hell. A terror era coming true. Remember that? Zach de la Roca, Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So there's a little bit about the Rosicrucians. Uh, you know, it was, it's was. it been described as a primordial tradition. Our, origi- our origins are... Egyptian, Brahmanic, the Brahmins of Eastern philosophies, derived from the mysteries of Eleusis and Samothrace, the Magi of Persia, the Pythagoreans, and the Arabs. So the people that are sharing this in this philosophy are, you know, crosses racial lines, crosses different religious lines, different colors creeds, agreeing on... A set of principles and ideas, a spiritual cultural movement called Rosicrucianism. Important to know, not conspiracy theory. Real. This is a real thing. There's a Rosicrucian order. You can look them up on Facebook. Uh, the ac- acronym is AMORC. I forget what it means, don't really care. But if you want to uh, dive down this rabbit hole and learn about these, this philosophy, be my guest. I'm just trying to set it up, people. Just trying to provide that am- ammunition so that you can make the best decisions for yourself in this new coming world. Okay, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the... Ooh, the Illuminati. Ooh, conspiracy theories, right? Eh, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, from the, a secret society of uh, that believed in Illuminism... Uh, The Age of Enlightenment, etc. Uh, There was a Muslim esoteric school called Illuminationism. uh, New World Order conspiracy theory, uh, etc., etc. Uh, A group that goes by many names and has many... Uh, controversial themes attached to it because of the secrecy. And that's that's kind of what's going on with all of these secret societies. There's going to be some level of conspiracy theory attached because nobody knows all the answers and has all the facts. Secret society. Keyword. Secret. You're not supposed to know. The general population is not supposed to know. And they are actually working in concert to keep you, me, all of us, from knowing that's why it's a secret society and that's why conspiracies are, are sc- conspiracy theories are always attached to these ideas and these things but it not it is not fantasy people these groups were real and existed in reality in history okay here we go the illuminati is a name given to several groups, both real and fictitious. <laughs> Historically, the name usually refers to the Bavarian Illuminati, or secret society founded in, uh, in May of 1776 in Bavaria, today part of Germany. The society's goals were to oppose superstition, uh, obscuritanism, uh, I'm sorry, obscurantism, religious Influence over public life and abuses of state power. The order of the day, they wrote, in their general statutes is to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors of injustice, to control them without dominating them. To control them without dominating them. Hmm. The Illuminati, along with Freemasonry and other secret societies, were outlawed through the edict by Charles Theodore, elector of Bavaria with the encouragement of the Catholic Church in the late 1700s. During subsequent years, the group was generally vilified by conservative and religious critics who claimed that the Illuminati continued underground and were responsible for the French Revolution. Hmm. I wonder what Thomas Paine would have to say about that. Someone go look that up. Uh, many influential intellectuals and progressive politicians counted themselves as members, including Ferdinand of Brunswick, diplomat Franz Xaver von Zack, who was the Order's second-in-command. It attracted literally men, uh, literary men, such as Wolf, uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, Johann Gottfried Herder, and the Duke of Gotha and of Weimar. In the subsequent use, Illuminati has referred to various organizations which have claimed or have been claimed to be connected to the original Bavarian Illuminati or similar secret societies, though these links have been unsubstantiated probably by design. These organizations have often been alleged to conspire to control world affairs by masterminding events and planting agents in government and corporations in order to gain political power and influence to establish a new order central to some of Uh, More widely known and elaborate conspiracy theories, the Illuminati have been depicted as lurking in the shadows and quietly pulling the strings and the levers of power in dozens of novels, films, television shows, comics, video games, and music videos. And people, it's all by design. I'm going to take... A break, and when I come back, I'm gonna read a couple more excerpts from The Secret Destiny of America, uh, and maybe America's assignment with Destiny as well. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Uh, when we get back, all right, welcome back. Um, I so I'm kind of reading through the first part of um, The Secret Destiny of America, and it's really interesting how, um, He kind of talks about um, ancient Greece, and then he goes on to like talk about King Solomon and Dionysus, and uh, I mean he's connecting like the world leaders throughout the ages in this book through the secret societies. I mean I don't know how long these orders have been in existence, people, but I mean there's a very good chance that these secret societies have been running the show quietly in some way, shape, or form. For many, many, I mean, I'm talking like pre-Christian years, pre-Roman Empire years. Like way before that. Like maybe even back to the earliest uh, Sumerian civilizations. Who knows? (laughs) I mean, but this goes back, people. Uh, Here, let me just, I'm going to kind of paraphrase through this again. I'm just going to read some fun little stuff here the democratic tradition preserved by secret societies. Uh, Today's thinking towards a democratic world state is neither a new trend nor an accidental circumstance. The work of setting up the background of knowledge necessary to the establishing of enlightened democracy among all nations of the world has been carried on for many hundreds of years by secret societies. (laughs) Well, there he flat out says it. So... Secret societies have existed among all peoples, savage and civilized, since the beginning of recorded history. The esoteric organizations of ancient times were for the most part religious and philosophical. Secret societies have had concealment and protection as the first purpose for their existence. The members of these orders are party to some special knowledge. They usually take part in certain rites and rituals not available to non-members. Uh, but it was more important that through the societies they were also able to practice beliefs and doctrines in private for which they would have been condemned and persecuted if these rights were made public. A second purpose for the secret societies was to create a mechanism for the perpetuation from generation to generation of policies, principles, or systems of learning confined to a limited group of selected and initiated persons. This is not conspiracy theory, people. (laughs) It's been going on since long, long, long before you were here, before I was here, before anyone alive was here uh let's see what's this say the rise of the christian church broke up the intellectual pattern of the classical pagan world by persecution Of this pattern's ideologies, it drove the secret societies even into greater secrecy. The pagan intellectuals then reclothed their original ideas in a garment of Christian phraseology, but bestowed the keys of the symbolism only upon those duly initiated and bound to secrecy by their vows. The elixir of life is truth itself the preserver of all things. The wise man's stone is science that can work all wonders and solve all riddles of the mortal sphere. The universal medicine is wisdom, the only cure for ignorance, which is the universal disease. The agent for the transmutation of metals or alchemy, in other words, is the pattern of the universal state, the essence of the perfect plan for a world civilization by which all the base elements in human society can be transmuted into the spiritual gold of right purpose. In Italy... The Illuminati sought for the pearl of great price hidden in the deep waters of moral corruption. In northern Europe, the Knights of the Holy Grail dedicated their lives to the search for the chalice of the Passion. Christian and Jewish Kabbalists pondered the letters of the scriptures to find the secret of the crown of splendors. And the Rosicrucians, in their hidden houses, used the rose of Sharon as the symbol of brotherly love. A simple rearrangement of the letters R-O-S-E becoming E-R-O-S or Eros, the Greek god of love. Uh, One thing was perfected by the social order. Uh, Plato's commonwealth, the government of the philosopher king world democracy We are indebted to these brothers of the quest for our sciences, arts, crafts, etc. They are they were the discoverers. They were the astronomers, scientists, physicians, mathematicians, artists whose works were treasure, but whose dreams we have ignored. They gave knowledge to the world to make men happy. We have used their knowledge to make a few men rich. We have perverted their skill, desecrated. Desecrated their dreams and profaned their mysticism but the knowledge they have given us is available to be used in a nobler way, and someday we shall awaken to our responsibility with the realization that it is our common duty to restore the dignity of learning and dedicate it unselfishly to the needs of all humanity. For more than 3,000 years, secret societies have labored to create the background of knowledge. Necessary to the establishment of an enlightened democracy among all nations of the world. Uh, And then uh, the book goes on to talk about uh, the design of a perfect utopia. Uh, And it talks about Plato's Republic of the ideal uh, philosopher king state. Talks about Sir Thomas More, who wrote the book Utopia. Um, Talks about Tommaso Campanella and the city of the sun. Um, Here, I'll just read this. Uh, Campanella envisioned the perfect state uh, as a kind of communistic commonwealth in which men shared all the properties of the state, receiving more or less according to the merit of each one's action. His theory that the state should control propagation is a little difficult in application. <laughs> But his advice that all men should receive military training as part of their education would meet present favor. Government officials, he insisted, should be elected by an examination to determine knowledge and fitness, and promotion should be merit alone and without political interference. Hmm. I wonder if this Campanella guy uh, influenced a guy by the name of Karl Marx (laughs) in the future. (laughs) Uh, here, and then he starts talking about Bocciolini's satire is important because it constituted the first published statement of the Society of the Rosicrucians. It pointed out that first, evils must be recognized, then the public must be educated to assume its proper responsibility in the correction of these evils. And last, Public opinion must force the reformation of the state and curb the ambitions of politicians. This was a solemn pronouncement in the opening years of the 17th century. It is little wonder that it cost Bocellini his life. See, there are people... They were talking about this stuff, bringing it up in public. The status quo of the era didn't like it too much. And back then, they didn't have a constitution, people. There was no Declaration of Independence. There was no democracy. There was no constitutional republic. There was no Bill of Rights. If you spoke out against the church and against the king, you're gone. And that was it. Can you, th- can you think? Can you imagine? Any reason why maybe these people that lived during this era wanted to go to a new land to create a new world based on their own philosophies, free of slavery, free of the king. I've been talking about this since episode one, people. It all connects. You just got to go dive in. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed what you'll find. I promise you. It'll make you a better person, people. These people may have had some pretty damn good ideas that maybe we should revisit. Just one man's opinion. It remained for the master of all fables, Sir Francis Bacon, to bind together the vision of the utopias with supreme artistry. It is a philosophical catastrophe that Bacon's new Atlantis was left unfinished. Or was it? Rumor has it that the book was actually completed but was never published in full form because it told too much. The final sections of Bacon's fable are said to have revealed the entire pattern of the secret societies which had been working for thousands of years to achieve the ideal commonwealth in the political world. Through time, the hidden truth shall be revealed. Interesting stuff. I mean, this stuff, people, I love this book. I really... I really hope you guys go read it. Um... You know, they're talking about uh, the great the League of Nations, the Great Lakes and of the Indians and the American Northeast. They talk about Hiawatha. Uh, they talk about the Mayans and how they had a collective commonwealth living under an advanced form of socialized order. So they were more of a socialist, communist, uh, organized civilization. Uh, you know, I mean, it goes on and on. It talks about the Incas in Peru. It talks about pagan tribes throughout the world. I mean... This book is amazing, people, and I really hope that you guys are interested and that you go pick it up. Um, I think I'm going to stick a fork in reading to you uh, right there. And I think in here, actually, real quick, the the unknown person who swayed the signers of the uh, Declaration of Independence uh, that I talked to you about in the last episode, that whole story is in here. Talking about Thomas Jefferson and uh, uh, the battles of uh, Bunker Hill and Lexington eventually. Uh, American history, people. Stuff we all need to get back to. We all need to get back to it. You know why? Because this communist subversion is working. Identity politics, working. Progressive movement, working. I mean, I'm all for inclusion, people. And I'm all for perfecting the human race. And, and you know, maybe having an intellectual elite of world leaders isn't such a terrible thing. My biggest problem is that, you know, isn't it interesting, the, 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 the dichotomy, the, the paradox, uh, that these people that were trying to run away from an old system to build a new system are on the brink of of achieving that goal, it seems. It seems that world democracy and a world government is inevitable at this point. And we're all fallible creatures, right? Maybe some people that are in charge are going to be good. Maybe some people that are in charge are going to be evil. My biggest fear is that the freedom that the people that founded this nation celebrate so much is going to be taken away from every. Living, breathing, human being, walking on this planet. Regardless of country of origin. Regardless of color of skin. Regardless of uh, uh, intellectual abilities, physical abilities. There's going to be no freedom under a world government. You know? Where do you draw the line between utopia and tyrannical dystopia <laughs> the dictator in charge are, are, i mean if that's the future aren't we aren't we back to monarchy now aren't we back to divine right is anybody paying attention to this stuff people all of our philosophies are starting to be it's becoming circular logic we're talking ourselves in circles we're making the same mistakes over and over and over again, we are condemned to repeat the mistakes of history because we fail to learn from history. Maybe it's the cycle of human life. Maybe that's the top of our, um, uh, you know, it, advancement abilities as a species. You know. We can't travel through space yet. Is there a civilization out in the universe that can travel through space that came back to this planet and other planets, probably, possibly, and we're seeding them with different types of humans? I mean, you know, there's there's an old, uh, I think it's part of ancient alien theory, actually, that says, you know, there are people that believe that the human race was, you know, human beings were put on this planet to mine gold for extraterrestrials. <laughs> I mean, now we're getting out there, right? Now we're really getting, wow, this Andrew for America guy, he's crazy. He's starting to talk about aliens and shit. I mean, what is this guy's deal? Uh, You know, I don't know, people. I'm just talking. I'm just, you know, trying to go over all my thoughts now that we're uh, on part two of the Mystics and Manly P. Hall and the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. You know, lots to unpack. Lots to go over. And that's why thought is is uncomfortable sometimes, people. The discomfort of thought. Thought is not comfortable. And it takes work. It takes effort. So, like I've said before, all you got to do is be curious first. And then put in a little effort. And you'll be surprised what you'll learn. You'll see your society with new eyes, people. You'll be able to locate yourself you'll realize why the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Because we are creatures of habit. We are social creatures that a select few of us have been trying to do what's best for everybody and create a better world for everybody throughout history. It's interesting that one of Manly P. Hall's first first public speeches was about reincarnation. You know, maybe that soul energy just gets we just reincarnate and maybe the spirit of this world is just part of that energy that just keeps getting re redistributed into new human beings maybe there are past lives you know maybe i don't who knows maybe this is the matrix and we're in a computer simulation i don't know i'd like to know some of that secret society hidden knowledge i don't know how do you sign up to be a Freemason? Should I go sign up? <laughs> hey guys, I'm Andrew. I'm interested in Freemasonry. Where do I sign up? How do I join? <laughs> I mean, how do you do it? I don't know. Maybe it's a secret. <laughs> Someone's got to ask me, hey if any of you guys if anyone wants to in, uh, uh, initiate me in your secret society, hit me up, man, Andrew for America. He's down. <laughs> I want to learn some stuff that I'm not supposed to know. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. You guys want to hear some music? Oh, man. I like I like Manly P. Hall. Interesting guy. Interesting, uh, influential uh, figure that, you know, you're not probably going to hear a lot of stories about on the mainstream media and on your, your favorite mainstream media news networks. That tell me all the information I need to know to make good decisions about how I'm going to conduct myself in this world. <laughs> oh, boy. You guys liking this podcast? I'm looking for some feedback, man. I'm going to start doing some interviews soon. Send me an email, andrewforamerica1984 at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up on uh, the private group on Facebook if you want. Andrew for America. Comedy and commentary. Um, all right. Um, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about the new Orwellian world of our faces are in screens all the time? At work. At home. In your, you know, you got one in your pocket on your phone. Your computers, uh, you know, the screens at your bar, your favorite bars. The TV's been around for a long time, but now we got even more screens, people, and the screens are blinding us from the underlying realities themselves, distracting us from the hidden truths, the hidden history the philosophical roots of the United States of America I don't know how it's all going to play out I really you know I, you know the idealist in me hopes for the best but then you know the George Carlin in me makes me feel like I don't want to have an emotional stake in the outcome who cares what happens to the human race maybe we'll just I'll just descend into existentialism and nihilism and you know become malevolent I don't know it's it's you know it's like it's like every single story is the same story with just a different perspective through the eyes of a different human being Every story is the same story, and it just keeps happening and repeating itself over and over and over and over again. It's like a broken record. The human race, we're like a broken record. We just keep doing the same stupid shit <laughs> over the years. And then we forget the mistakes we've made, and then we make those same, same mistakes again. And that's unfortunate. You know, but, you know, that's the scientific method right there. Trial and error. You got to fail. You got to fail and then you got to try again. And then you got, to and then you're going to fail. And then you got to try again. And you just got to keep it going until one day there's a breakthrough and you succeed. And maybe that breakthrough is something that changes the face of human history and uh, creates a better standard of living for all people. And you go down in history as, as a legend, you know. I don't know. I don't know what the purpose of humanity is. Maybe the pur- the purpose of humanity <clears throat> is to perfect our species and to stop and smell the roses. Appreciate our um, you know the 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 freedom and the the life that we've been given. For you know, the the self um or not the self but the you know the universe um being able to to rationalize itself i guess who knows big big concepts i know but you know these these mystic traditions uh you know there's probably a lot of a lot of answers to a lot of our questions locked inside these books that are hidden from the general public and really only given to leadership to know you know the Jesuit schools we've talked about in the past. You know, Carol Quigley and um, um, tragedy and hope. You know, there's a, there's a you know I've spent my life teaching these kids the way to unlearn the history that they've been taught, so that I can teach them the reality of history. You know, we've been over that before in the Tragedy of Hope episode. You know, all this stuff, people. I keep saying it. It all connects it's like the same story just keeps repeating itself and you know if you're one of these people that are just locked in the binary locked in the good versus evil locked in the uh positive negative left right democrat republican this or that either or yada 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 etc 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 if you're one of those people i mean i just i feel bad for you man i really do I see these people on Facebook talking all the time. I read your comments, you know, but you just got to take the high road and you can't reply to everybody. Who has the time and the energy? In some minds, you know, you just got to accept that they're just not there yet. You know, you got to meet people where they are. You got to let people be who they are. That's what freedom's all about. As soon as you start thinking you know what's best for everybody and you start trying to force people of your ways... And trying to push your beliefs on others. You're not being an American when you do that. You don't understand the philosophical roots. you got to let people be who they are. You have to practice religious tolerance. Tolerance goes along with freedom, people. You can't have freedom without tolerance. Without restraint. Without agreeing to a social contract. And for some, maybe it's even practicing the same religion. Whatever you got to do. But people, we got to find a way to remain civilized, whatever that word means. And maybe, just maybe, strive to be better tomorrow than you are today. It's got to start inside first. This has been the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Part 2 of The Mystics and Manly P. Hall. This is episode 22. I was going to call it season 2, and this would be episode 2 of season 2. But I find that it's just, for me, I don't understand what the point of seasons are on a podcast. And it's really just confusing me when I'm trying to figure out where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I can't go one, two, three again because I changed a season. So, you know what? I'm going to get rid of that whole season crap. It was just an idea. I thought I was going to take a break from podcasting and uh, not start doing Season 2 until I started getting some interviews recorded. But then I remembered I didn't do the Manly P. Hall stuff that I talked about doing, so I wanted to give you guys a couple more podcasts uh, on the Mystics and Manly P. Hall. Stuff that I really find important and interesting, and I hope you do too. Thank you for listening. I love you guys. As always, check out the website. You never know when there might be some new exciting stuff on the website. Uh, If you want to talk, hit us up on Facebook. Throw your two cents in. Um, Or just, uh, you know, we can all just meet here. And I hope we do. I hope you do. I hope you guys keep coming back. I hope we're all learning. you know, and this I want this to be an interactive podcast. Like I said, hit me up, email me, let me know. And is there stuff I'm missing? Is there stuff I'm getting wrong? Is there stuff you'd like to see? Are there bands you'd like to hear? Are there themes you'd like me to address? Um, do you want to know my opinion on certain things? Whatever. You know, Just let me know. I really enjoy doing this, and I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you, guys. Good night, and we'll see you next time.